So if you buy a hundred liens, you're going to get two properties. That's the statistical average. So it's not a it's not a property acquisition strategy. Property acquisition means I get the property every single time. To get the property every single time, Tully, I don't buy tax liens. I buy tax deeds. What's the difference? A tax lien is just an interest in the property. A tax deed is the property. So eventually, if people don't pay their taxes, they don't pay their taxes, they don't pay their taxes, eventually the county will foreclose on this property. Or the person who owns the tax lien, 2% of the time they don't get paid back, they do the foreclosure. And then in Florida, the county is going to take it to a tax deed sale to finish the foreclosure. And that's how I buy properties. Welcome to Real Estate Deal Closers with Annette Talee, where we focus on the deals. Our guests are real estate closers who will share in detail the whole process from finding a deal to closing it, as well as strategies and tips to help you do the same. Here is your host, Annette Talee. Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Deal Closers. I am your host, Annette Talee, and today we have a special edition of the podcast. And my, my guest today is Jason Porter. Well, welcome, Jason. Hey, thank you very much, Annette. This is fun. I am very happy to have you on the show today and hearing your story. I just can't wait for people to hear it. And, but before we start, let me share with the audience a little bit about you, uh, but I want you to tell me your personal story after. Um, okay. Jason is a kid, no speaker and real estate investor, trainer and mentor. He's been investing for over 30 years. And when he's not investing, he loves to surf. And my husband surfs, so I'm excited about connecting you two together. Uh, he specializes in tax liens and deeds. And that's what I want to talk about today. This special edition is going to be about that. A super, super interesting uh, subject. But Jason, tell me, how did you get into real estate? You know, uh, purely by accident. It's, it's a, a bit of a long story. And, and if you know me well at all, um, or if you follow me online, you know, I talk too much. So I'll try to keep it short. But here's kind of what happened. I, I grew up in a home where my father was a wonderful guy. He made a lot of money as an attorney, but he was a spendthrift, meaning everything that he made, he spent. And it was sometimes spent before he made it. So my father never, I never saw my father investing in assets. And uh, as youth do sometimes, I became involved in things that were not very healthy or good for me. Starting at the age of 12, I began drinking and using marijuana on a regular basis. And then from marijuana and alcohol grew into other substances. By the time I was 16, I was, I was using something two or three times a day and uh, sometimes more. Well, I, I, um, I didn't have any real faith or belief in, in God, even though I grew up in a very religious home. Um, I was the number sixth of seven kids. I was using every single day. And um, I went on a bad drug, drug trip, to be, to be honest. I, I got a hold of some, unbeknownst to me, some PCP-laced marijuana. And this drug trip really, really scared me, Tali. I was... Uh, completely blacked out. I have no memory of about 24 hours of my life. Yeah. And I did some things that were really stupid that um, really I could have ended up dead. And I was 16. I could have died if something had gone wrong during this trip I was on. 
and I, when I came out of it, I really was scared. I was, I wanted to change because I knew if I don't change right now, I'm going to die. And, and, and I, I just went to my dad and I said, I've got a drug problem. And he had no clue. My mom had no clue. And as there, I believe in the law of attraction. Are you a fan of Jack Canfield's chicken soup for the soul, mm-hmm. the success mm-hmm. principle? I believe in the law of attraction. Now I know what it's called. It's called the law of attraction. Then I had no clue. But the, re, the cool thing about the law of attraction is whether you know about it or not, it works. It's a law, right? It's a universal law. Whatever we think about, we get. So I began to think about sobering up. I began to think about not using drugs. And the very week that I began to think about not using drugs, my best friend from the time I was 12 or before I was 12, um, who was living in Brazil, decided to get on a plane and come back to Arizona where I was living. He got on a plane. He flew back. He called me up and said, can I stay at your house? I was sober for the first time in a long time. I said, sure. His name is Tim Cowley. He came to my house and he asked me how everything was going. And I just unloaded on my friend. I said, I'm using drugs. I'm doing dumb things. I need to change. If I don't change, I'm going to die. And he said, why don't you come back to Brazil with me? Now, I had never thought of living in Latin America. I didn't speak Spanish or Portuguese or anything else. And I went to my dad and I said, dad, he wants me to go to Brazil with him. And my dad said, go. And he put me on a plane a week later. And that, Tali, that changed my life because I had a new chance to decide who I wanted to be. Did I want to be that kid who was always high? Or did I want to be the kid who was, you know, productive? And in Brazil, I had no, I had no title, nobody thinking that I was that bad kid or that. And you know what? Um, I've, I've been sober ever since. I got on a plane and went down there and I transitioned. And in his house, his father was a real estate investor. So I moved homes and you've heard the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad from Robert Kiyosaki, which is a great book. Absolutely. I lived that. I literally had two dads, my dad who made a lot of money, but spent it all. And my new dad who was retired at 47 years old. And I didn't know how he did it, but I just, I was in a new environment and I was hearing things about his investments back in the United States, his investments that allowed him to live in Brazil and be a missionary and without working. And so I, I was just exposed to a different way of looking at life. So fast forward, I, I was in Brazil. I, I learned to fall in love. Somebody digo que soy latino de corazón, pero soy gringo de cuerpo. For those of you who don't speak Spanish, I, you know, I always say I'm, I'm Latin inside, but I'm white outside. I'm American and just gringo on the outside. Um, I came back finally to the United States once I learned that I could be good in the United States and live a sober life. And I, I, I saw a beautiful girl. I thought she was... I thought she was Latina. And I went up to her and I said, and she says, I'm not Mexican. And I said, well, what are you? She says, I'm Samoan. And I said, well, I've always been into Africa. So that's cool. She's like, dude, Samoa is in the Pacific. I'm not African. So I, my, my wife thought I was an idiot. At the time, she was just a girl at church. But we were married within three months of meeting. And, um, and I, we, I told her dad I'd take care of her. And I lied. I wasn't taking care of her at all. We were living in a basement apartment. We had a baby. Her parents moved in with us. We had four adults and one kid and another kid coming. 
and I was spending 550 bucks a month on rent and it drove me crazy. So Tali, the way I got into real estate was I had a, I had a mentor, but I didn't know he's my mentor. It's this dad in Brazil who showed me how you could have a more comfortable life um, financially with less stress and less worry if you own the real estate. And I was living in an apartment paying somebody like him and it drove me nuts. I thought, I got to figure out how to buy a house. I got to figure out how to put my family in a house. And late at night, a guy came on TV named Carlton Sheets. And you're probably too young to remember who Carlton Sheets was, but he would talk about no money, no money down real estate investing. And I knew if this was true, if you could get a property with no money down, I knew I needed that. And I've been blessed in my life to work with my hands. I, I started construction when I was just, I needed a way to, to make money um, when I was young. Uh, my folks split and my, my mom and dad split. So my mom needed extra money when I was just 12. And so um, I started swinging a hammer. That's when I started using drugs because I made money and now I could get drugs. Um, so I've been in construction since, well, I say 12, but I turned 13 right after. So 13 years old. I knew if God could give me a house that was, no matter how ugly, no matter how beat up, if he could give me a house, I could make money with it. So I started thinking about this and the law of attraction says, whatever you think about, you get. And I went to a Salvation Army Goodwill thrift store called Deseret Industries. And I was there shopping for my ch child because we didn't have enough money to buy clothing at a new store. So we went to used stores and there at that used store, used clothing store, um, I looked at the bookshelf and there was a Carlton Sheets course on no money down real estate investing for five bucks. Wow! And that's how I started. I got that course and I put it in my ear back with a Walkman and I was framing houses and doing finished carpentry. And I would listen to those cassette tapes all day. And within 90 days, I found a house I could buy for no money down on a lease option. And I house hacked. I didn't know it was called a house hack, but I moved my family in and we lived in it while I fixed it. It was an ugly. It smelled like cat pee and cigars. It was horrible, but it was ours. And we moved in and we fixed it and we sold it and made nine thousand or seven thousand nine hundred and forty bucks, eight grand at closing. And I held that check. And Tali, I promise you, man. I bawled like a baby because I knew my prayers were answered. I knew God heard me, right? And those of you who don't believe in God, that's okay. Um, the universe heard me you're more, if you're more comfortable with that. But I had this check and I was petrified, okay? I, good, now I got eight grand. What do I do with it? And every logical fiber of my brain was telling me, pay off debt, pay off debt. And I swear to you, it was like God or the universe said, don't pay off debt. My logical self said, pay off debt. And this, this voice came to me and said, don't pay off debt. Screw them. Take this money and go do it again. You can pay off debt later. So I paid my legal minimum on all my little credit cards. And I paid my legal minimum on everything that we owed on. And I took the money and I did another deal. And that became 23 grand. And then I did it again. And I did it again. And eventually, we just wrote a check and got out of debt. But we kept compounding the cash and, and reinvesting it um, on no money down deals. So that's how I started. That's how I got into real estate. I was doing um, live in no money down lease options. So that's that's the way I got started. 1990. So I've wow. been doing it a long time. 
Yeah, I quit. I quit working in nineteen. You know, officially nineteen ninety four. Wow, that's I've been that's successfully amazing... unemployed for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> that's an amazing story, you know, because you hear and I, I have one of those books and I'm gonna look up if it's the name. Uh one of the properties that we bought, the owner gave us a box with all the paperwork, and in there there was one of those courses, and I think it might be the same one. I'm gonna have to look it up now after the interview. Yeah. Uh, I have but... never met Carlton Sheets, but he changed my life and he doesn't know it. For five dollars too. <laughs> and you know what i mean this is the, what you're saying about the love of attraction the law of attraction is so true when you start um thinking about something that you want to do and you start talking about it you know you get it you know i my husband and i had this dream of traveling around the world and you know we started talking about it and one day the opportunity opened up and we did it and that's something that we up to this date we are so excited that we did it and that we you know we didn't pass that opportunity but it only happened because we started talking about it and we started yeah uh, you have to be careful what you talk about right Yes. You talk about you talk about COVID. You talk about pandemic. You talk about a bad economy. You talk about if you turn the news off, guys. Oh, I, so I, I tell don't my watch news. yeah, yeah. I, I I tell my coaching students because sometimes you know they, they hire me as their coach, and 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 they'll sometimes come in and talk about oh man, I woke up this morning and my back hurts. I'm like Shit, stop it. Whatever you talk about happens. So look, life is not perfect but we can always choose to focus on what we want, right? So if your back is hurting, don't focus on that. Focus on your fully operational digits, right? To focus right. on, hey, my hands, are, my hands are feeling great today, even though your back might not be feeling great. Yeah, but I'm if we focus on what we want, we're going to get the good stuff. So we really have to be careful. Yes, I, I totally agree. And, you know, it has happened to me many times that I say, I don't want to put my keys here because I'm going to forget them. And I forget them. Like if I say it, if I think it, it happens to me and I'm like, oh, I knew this was going to happen. I guess let I called teach it. Your, let me teach your audience something really funny, okay? This is, this is just an experiment, right? Those of you who golf, those of you who golf, uh, next time you play, just, just try this, okay? The subconscious mind, I've trained for two years under Jack Canfield. And I, I really like him and, and I hired him as a mentor. Very, very good money spent, right? Because what you put in your brain pays dividends forever, right? So anyway, try this. When you golf with somebody, just say, hey, you're playing great. Just don't hit it in the water. <laughs> just don't hit it in the rough. It just, you're playing great. Just, just don't hit it over there. And if you'll put the negative into their brain, what's going to happen? They're going to think, don't hit it in the water. Don't hit it in the water. Don't hit it in the water. Don't hit it in the rough. Don't hit it in the rough. And the subconscious mind does not hear negative command. It turns everything into a positive. That's what it wants, right? So if we're thinking, don't hit it in the water, what is the subconscious mind here? Hit it in the water. <laughs> hit it in the water. Hit it in the rough. And they're going to have a horrible round of golf, and you're going to win. Get the get the you know the the money on the back end of the the round. So it's just kind of a fun way to kind of do a little experiment. So tell yourself what you want. Never tell yourself what you don't want because your subconscious doesn't hear it, right? I don't want to get sick. I don't want COVID means I want COVID. I want to get sick. Now, it's not that simple. Bad things happen to all of us. The reality yeah. is uh, that's true. But I got COVID. I got COVID, even though I, you know, I was saying, stay healthy, stay healthy, eat good food, stay safe, wear your mask, do those kind of fun. I still got it. But it was for me. It was a very 
easy thing to get through. Five days of feeling kind of bad. It didn't affect my business at all because as soon as I got it, I'm like, all right, we're going to beat this thing. We're going to, we're going to, you know, eat well, we're going to stay hydrated. We're going to make sure that I, that I take all of my precautionary and uh, supplements and all of the stuff. And I got through it. Gracias a Dios, right? I got through it well. And not everybody does. I know, I know. I, it's not magic, but I, but I it, agree. It, and I think, but, but I think it shows that the importance of um, your, the mind, you know, your mind, yeah. how powerful it is over your body, uh, the things that you're thinking, you know, you're making that, that those things happen. All right. So to the best of our ability, but sometimes still bad things happen. To yeah. Real Estate Deal Closers, Special Edition. So let, let's move on to the special edition yes, of Real Estate Deal Closers. And we're going to be talking about tax liens and deeds. So before mm -hmm. we start, I want you to give us a 101. What exactly are tax liens and deeds? And then you can tell us your strategy. Sure. Um, you can see my book right there, Real Good Deeds. And uh, was fortunate enough to become a, a bestseller on Amazon. And the reality is a lot of people want to know how to buy property cheap. And you cannot get property cheaper than from municipalities. There's only three places to buy properties, right? People, banks, and municipalities. We buy from people on the MLS. We buy from people on short sales. We buy from people on pre-foreclosure. We buy from banks on foreclosure. And we buy from municipalities with tax liens and tax deeds. So it's the cheapest way to get a property. What is it? It's when people don't pay their property taxes, eventually the county is going to lien them. And you live in Florida, which is a dual state. They sell both tax liens and tax deeds. Tax liens are a first position lien in a property for failure to pay property taxes. That's all it is. We buy a tax lien when we want an interest rate. So like some people buy municipal funds in their 401k, my 401k buys tax liens. Why? Well, because a mutual fund a mutual fund is going to yield about 8% on average, and a tax lien is going to yield between 8 and 25%, depending on the state that you deal with. So all a tax lien is, is an interest rate play. It is not property acquisition. You do not get the property from a tax lien. And I know, um, Tali, there are people out there that say, well, if I buy a tax lien and don't get paid back, I get the property. No, you don't. That's a lie. Or is an ignorant person who doesn't understand tax liens. I've been doing this a long time. So let me let me teach your audience something. When you buy a tax lien, you get an interest rate. What interest rate? Well, whatever you bid for it. So Florida, 18%, right? What if I bid 12 and I win? Then I only get 12%. Do you follow? It's bid down. So the lower I bid, the less money I make. What is the lowest I can bid? Zero. And in Florida, if you bid zero, you get zero. <laughs> but your law in Florida says that if you bid 0.25 or more, uh, up to 5%. So let's say you bid 0.25 and you win, you're going to earn 5% in Florida. So it's an interest rate play. You don't get the property when you buy a lien. Why? Well, because people have a period of time called a redemption period to pay their taxes. So they have in Florida, they have... Uh, two years to pay. So during those two years, they go in and pay their taxes with the interest of 18%. The county sends you 
the amount of money you you paid plus your bid amount of interest. And if you bid zero, they're going to send you zero interest. If you bid 0.25, they're going to send you 5%. If you bid 4%, they're going to send you 5%. So between in Florida, between 0.25 and 5, you get 5. If you get it at 12%, they'll send you 12%, right? So that's the way it works. And 98% of the time, you get redeemed. So if you buy 100 liens, you're going to get two properties. That's the statistical average. So it's not, a, it's not a property acquisition strategy. Property acquisition means I get the property every single time. To get the property every single time, Tully, I don't buy tax liens. I buy tax deeds. What's the difference? A tax lien is just an interest in the property. A tax deed is the property. So eventually, if people don't pay their taxes, they don't pay their taxes, they don't pay their taxes, eventually the county will foreclose on this property. Or the person who owns the tax lien, 2% of the time they don't get paid back, they do the foreclosure. And then in Florida, the county is going to take it to a tax deed sale to finish the foreclosure. And that's how I buy properties in Florida. And I'll give you an example. Um, I, I bought a, a property in Palm Bay. Do you know where Palm Bay yes. is? Mm -hmm. So bought a property there uh, for back taxes, $1,200. We bought a quarter acre for $1,200. Awesome, right? Sold it for $12,000. And I took a $3,000 down payment and financed the balance. So a contract for deed, bought it for $1,200, sold it for $12,000, took $3,000 as a down payment. So that's 100% plus on the down payment. And then we financed $9,000 at 7% over 10 years. And I think I have it here because it comes every single month. So the, the check was $104.50 every single month for 10 years. Phenomenal rate of return, right? Phenomenal. And what if you have you know, 100 or 200 of these checks coming in every month between $100 and $300, all of a sudden your life is pretty different, right? And the best part about this, I know you love multifamily. Um, I love dirt, sexy dirt, because those checks have no water heaters. They have no roofs. They have no lead paint. They have no asbestos. They have no renters. If they don't pay me, I don't have to kick them out. Uh, I don't have any of that. I just send them a letter and say, you're in breach of contract. You have 30 days to remedy this. Otherwise, we're moving forward with a quit or pay notice. And um, they, pay, they, they pay me or they don't. And if they don't, I keep all the money and go sell it to somebody else who's going to pay me. So I, I love tax deeds. Um, so anyway, that's what I do. So let me ask you something. When, let's say, that property that you bought, $1,200, sold it for $12,000, that you took $3,000 of down payment to finance it at 7%, right? If that mm -hmm. person does not pay you, monthly, you know, the interest and what, what you're selling at, do you have to foreclose on them? Nope, because it's a contract for deed. I'm not a mortgage lender, right? I'm a company and they entered into a contract to buy an asset from me over time. So if they breach the contract, I'm not a mortgage lender. I'm just, I'm a company and they're, they have a contract to buy an asset for me over time. In the contract, it says if you fail to, to keep your end of the bargain, you get no money back, and I, I keep it all. So right. now I'm, I, I really would rather them pay me than get the property back because Real Good Deeds, my book right here, is to do social good. So my thrill in life, two thrills, right, that I'll, I'll speak about on this show, 
Um, thrill number one is to make money. Thrill number two is to help people. That's it. So I want these people to get this property because it's better in America to be a landlord than it is. Now, when I say landlord, I mean a lord over your own land. You cannot live a royal life when you rent. Renting is poverty. Get out of poverty. Own property. Now, you can live in a rental. That's fine. As long as you still own property, you're living a royal life. But why in America would you rent and not own some property somewhere, right? You, you left Peru, the land of the best ceviche in the world, by the way. If you don't know Peruvian ceviche, you've got to know it, right? Absolutely. Um, so it's the best in the world, right? Mm. Um, so anyway, uh, you left Peru to come here not to rent, but to live the American dream, which is property ownership. My family left on the Mayflower, actually. I just discovered here recently that I actually had ancestors on the Mayflower. And the reason that we left is because the lords over the land in England, Lord Devonshire, Lord whatever, the Lord is Lord of what? Lord of land, landlord. We could not become landlords in England because all the land was already owned by the lords the lords of the land. We were peasants upon their land and paid a tax to them, and then they paid a tax to the queen. So we came to this new country to become landowners. Why on earth would I live in this amazing place where I can buy property for zero money? I can buy dirt for 1200 bucks. Are you kidding? A quarter acre for $1,200? Why are you renting? Right? It, it doesn't make sense. So it, people just don't know they can get property this way. That's the problem. They think they got to save 20% down. They need to get a mortgage. They need to buy a property for half a million dollars. Look, the cheapest house I ever bought, 2,700 square feet, cost me $2,100. Wow. I owned a 2,700 square foot, five bedroom, two bath house for $2,100. Why true. would you rent? You know what I mean? Um, so anyway, just you got to, my thrill in life is to make money and to, and to help people become property owners, because now they're living the American dream. God bless them. So if somebody doesn't pay me, um, Tali, what I'd rather do is say, look, why don't we take the three payments that you're late, and I'll just stick it on the back end of the loan. Would that help you out? Oh, Mr. Porter, thank you so much. That's awesome. No big deal for me. I already made my money back on the down payment. Right. So God bless them. I'll just let them stay in there as long as they want. As long as they're late, I'll just keep being flexible with them. Because I, I don't have a mortgage on $1,200, right? So right. I'll just be cool with them. I don't have a mortgage on a $2,100 house. Right. By the way, that one that one's fun. Um, I sold it to the squatter that lived in it for 20 grand. <laughs> I've never even opened the door. So there was a squatter in the house. We just had, I just had my realtor knock on the house and say, hey, the owner needs you to either A, get out or B, buy it. Would you like to buy it? Well, I can't buy it. I can't afford a mortgage. It's okay. You can do a contract for deed and you can pay the, the, the company that owns it. The, the owners agreed to do that. And your payments, his payment, uh, his payment, he pays me via Venmo, so I can't show it to you. Uh, $324 a month on that property. Uh, $324 a month. He can't rent the thing for less than $550. So for less than rent, he's now a property owner living the American dream. He's about $20,000 up, right side up in equity. So he bought it for 20 grand for me. It's worth about 45 right now. 
And um, I know there are people listening to this in California and in Florida who do not believe you can buy a property anywhere in the world for 45 grand, but you can. Yeah, you can. But I yeah. am I am interested to hear the, you know, you talked about the land. And, yes. you know, when I think about land, I think about paying taxes and, you know, and you don't have any income. But tell me a little bit about this land flipping and how it works. I, I do have income from it because I sell the land to somebody who wants to build on it later. So for this little check, her name is Marie, Marie Carmel. Uh, she's from Haiti. This little $104 check, it's been coming every month on time. Um, I, she's never been late. The lady is amazing. Um, she wants to build on it when she retires. She lives in Texas and she wants to retire from Texas to Florida. And she wants to build on that lot when she retires. She should retire in another two or three years. So banks do not lend on dirt. They won't give you a loan to buy a lot. Well, lots are going up in price every year. They get more and more expensive. So what I do is I do what a bank won't do. I lend you the money to own this dirt. And the way I do it is I put a, <laughs> I never put a red little Walmart for sale by owner sign up because what does that say? It mentally says, it subconsciously says, this is a broke person trying to sell dirt, right? Instead, I go to Vistaprint and I get a big eight foot vinyl sign and I put it in, you know, in front of the lot. And I say, another quality building lot ready for you to build on. Financing guaranteed for all buyers. Lot number 603. Now, all of my signs say lot number 603. Any guesses to why I do that? No. Because subconsciously it says this guy There's has 600 lots, right? Instead of this guy has one lot. I'm a big company in their mind. So now they feel comfortable entering into contract to buy from me because I must be a big company if I have 603 lots. So I put that, by the way, that sign only cost me $45 to put up. I pay a handyman uh, on fiverr.com. Um, I'll pay him 40 bucks to go out and do it plus the stakes. So a total of, of uh, 50 bucks. And I got to sign up there. And I, then I listed on Zillow for sale by owner and I get, you know, 20 or 30 phone calls a, a week from it. Amazing. Very yeah. Amazing. You want to have, you want to have a bunch of cash flow like that. See, that, that's my version of multifamily. I just do a bunch of those little deals uh, all over. I do them all over Florida, all over Missouri, all over, all over the South, all over Arkansas. And uh, that just becomes passive cash flow. So you don't have to go get a job. Right. And do you buy these lots uh, through tax liens or, or tax deeds, tax deeds. Tax tax deeds. deeds as well? Yeah. I, I buy them all tax deeds because it, it doesn't make sense. If I buy um, retail, so if, if you go to realtor.com or Zillow and you look for lots for sale, there's going to be a lot of lots for sale. Um but they're selling them retail and I can't buy them retail and sell them retail and make any money. Right. So I need to buy them for back taxes. And the secret sauce is how you do the research. Uh, you you got to know what you're doing because you can make a mistake and end up owning dirt. Nobody wants. Right. Mm -hmm. So sexy dirt is dirt. People want dirt is just dirt. It's just dirt. Nobody wants it. So there's some things that I teach in my, you know, my mentored students, the people who engage me personally to help them. Um, I, I, I 
do deal reviews. So my students come on board and, and they find these lots, they find these houses. And part of our relationship is they send it to me and say, Jason, here's my research. What do you think? And then I tell them, hey, this is good for these reasons. I like it. Or this is bad for these reasons. I wouldn't recommend it. And, you know, they work with me through the course of a year um, to, to really build their passive income. And so there's two types of deals, right? You, you've got your bread and butter. Those are the sexy dirt flipping. And then you've got your other deals, which I call unicorn properties. And that's the, the houses that, that we, don't, we don't get a lot of them. But if you, if you get a, a unicorn deal, that's where you can buy a house for 30% of its after rehab value. So it's going to be worth $200,000 after rehab. I want to buy that for no more than 60 grand, right? Those deals aren't, aren't very common. But when you find them, you got to ride that unicorn, baby, because you're going to make a ton of cash. And those are just like your big, you, I'm sorry, that's a Brazilian thing, um, where it's where you're flipping your finger like this. I don't know. Do they do that in Peru as well? They, Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you got to ride that unicorn. You got to get that property and move forward on it because you're going to make yourself, you know, 30, 40, 50, $60,000, $100,000 in one deal. You don't need to do a lot of those each year to, to have a pretty nice life, a fix and flip, that kind of a thing. You do two or three of those a year, you're good. As long as your monthly living expenses are taken care of with the lots, right? If you're making five or $10,000 a month on your lots and you get one or two or three unicorns per year, all of a sudden you're making a quarter of a million dollars a year. And there's not a lot of Americans that do that from, from home. All right. Yeah, that's amazing. That's a great strategy, especially when you want to start. You know, I get a lot of questions from people that uh, watch the, the YouTube channel or listen to the podcast or are in my Facebook group. And uh, they ask me, how can I start with in real estate when I only have, you know, 5,000, when I only have 10,000? And I think- this is a great way to do it. Um, you know, if you guys are interested, you can uh, contact Jason directly, uh, or I think we're going to have a link for them um, to follow. Yeah, just my Calendly link. You can put it on there. It's it's um, calendly.com forward slash real good deeds, my, my book, forward slash Tali, T-A-L-I-E. And then you can book a 30-minute phone call with me, and we'll just discuss you, you know, one of the things that, that if you've, do you like, I love mentors. I like, my mentors have been um, Carlton Sheets and then it became Mark Haroldson and then Robert, you know, Robert Allen and then Robert Kiyosaki and then uh, Sean and Tony, um, Sean Higgins, Tony Martinez, the U.S. Tax Land Association and, and, and then Jack Canfield. I think that the only way I can get better is to surround myself with better people, right? And what I found is every time I, 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 do a mentorship, I get better and I make more money, I make better decisions. But what happens is sometimes people, they do cookie cutter deals, right? Their, their coaching or mentoring program is here it is, one size fits all, I do the same thing for everybody. I just can't do that, Tali, because I get, sometimes I get people who have five or $10,000. Listen, the strategies for that person are gonna be different than people who have two or three or $400,000, right? the tools are gonna to be different. Sometimes people come to me and they have a SEP IRA already funded with you know, a bunch of money. They have, a, they have a living trust already built with a bunch of money. They have you know, land trusts with a La, bunch of Life money. insurance. <laughs> life insurance. And sometimes people come, y no tiene plata ninguna, man. They, they are 
quebrado. They don't have anything. <laughs> and that's okay because that's where I started. So, hey, man, if we got to scrape dirt, let's scrape dirt. Let's go get it. You know what I mean? So anyway. Uh, that's fun stuff. That's awesome. Um, you know, this is, uh, you know, tax deeds and, and tax liens have, oh, I've always heard about them, but I really never understood how it works. So um, I really like that, you know, we were talking about it uh, today. So before we, we finish today, can you tell me a little bit how does it work? How do you find these tax liens? I, I know that you look up you sure. do it in, a, in a municipality, but is it like a, like a bid, like an auction, or is it you just go and look it up. How does it work? There are 5,013 taxing jurisdictions in the United States. So anywhere you want to work in the United States, you can you can kind of learn the fast way, which is what I teach my students. And there's websites we can go to that, that have lists of the auctions you can participate in. That makes it faster. But I almost said better. Pero. <laughs> so, but if you want to, um, uh, and by the way, that's kind of fun. I have a lot of uh, Hispanic students because they know that I tengo, tengo corazón de Latino. Um, <laughs> so anyway, um, if you want to do it kind of on your own and, you know, to engage me is not free. It, 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 it costs a little bit of money and sometimes people can't do that right now. If you want to do it on your own, just make a llamada, man. Make a phone call. Call up the municipality and say, I want to buy your tax liens or your tax deeds. Can you tell me about it? The people at the county want to help you. Por qué? Why? Because they want your plata. They want your money. They want you to give them money. If people don't pay their taxes, they can't pay the teachers. If people don't pay their taxes, they can't pay the cops and the firefighters. So just call them. And they're going to tell you, well, we work with this website or we, we do it, for example, state of Utah. All of their tax liens are sold in May in the state of Arizona. All of their tax liens are sold in the, in the month of February. Um, but if I call, for example, um, let's take Lee County, Florida, Cape Coral. They have deed auctions every single week, every single week. Um, so they'll tell you, here's the websites that we use. Now, it's not just finding them. It's not finding the auctions. You have to know if it's good. And I have a simple seven-step research system through the funnel, right? Does it go through step one? Good. Take it to step two. Does it pass? Go to step three. All the way through. And what we want to do is just get through the funnel as quick as we can and throw all the bad ones away. And to be to be clear, sinceramente, la mayoridad son horrible, right? The majority are horrible. There's a reason maybe people didn't pay their taxes because this is a really bad property. Maybe it's only 12 inches wide and 300 feet long in between two houses and you can't do anything with it, right? Maybe it's on a cliff. Maybe, maybe it's a horrible property and you should not buy it. I'll give you the, the other thing your, your, your students need to know is if you get a tax deed, it's not a warranty deed. So you can't, you have to do special things with it in order to sell it. Otherwise, you have something that's not marketable. You have something that nobody wants to own. They can't get a mortgage on it. So you have to have strategies to be able to do something with it when you get it. Um, otherwise, you end up with an asset that you don't know what to do with. And, and that's just that you just spent money for nothing, right? So yeah, got to know all of the all the stuff. It's all about education. 
Okay. Just like with multifamily, right? You don't you don't go buy a, a 124 unit uh, complex without having a clue what you're Absolutely. doing. Otherwise, you're going to make big mistakes. Absolutely. And you know when you're looking at tax tax deeds versus tax tax liens, um, do you do mm -hmm. like a balance? Do you do like 50% of, of it, I do the, the deeds and then 50%, how do you manage? Do you do whatever you find or what somebody prefers? So, so here's what my strategy is. And there's a million strategies out there, right? Everybody's got a strategy. Um, my strategy is while I am still young, I'm, uh, I'm, a, ya, oh, I'm an abuelo, right? I got seven nietos, I got seven little grandkids. So I'm getting old. I'm 55 years old, but I, 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 I'm not done yet. I've got another 10 years before I want to retire. So for me right now, I want my money to grow as large as possible. I want deeds. But in 10 years time, I will take all of the money that we've accumulated and convert it into liens. And at that time, let's take, let's just take a, a number. Let's take $10 million dollars. If I can take $10 million and put it in liens at 16%, that's 1.6 million a year. Can I live on that? If I can't, I better cut down my lifestyle because that's a lot of money, right? Um, so right now, I just, when you're young, get your number as big as you can while you can work, right? So for example, I have a property right now I'm doing a flip on. It's a unicorn. I bought it for $45,000. I can sell it for $200,000 when it's done. Um, it is a retirement center where the old folks would go pay, play bridge and have lunch. And, and I'm converting it to a duplex, a four bedroom, two bath, three bedroom, two bath duplex. And um, it's, it's a lot of work. It's every day I have to talk to contractors every day. I, I, in fact, I've flown out there and swung a hammer because the budget was going off. And when the budget goes off, you got to roll up your sleeves and go do the work yourself or you're going to spend too much money. You don't have to. You can just spend more money if you want. But I, I have rules for my, my returns for myself and my partners. This one, have, I have four partners in the property. So on this situation, I needed to get on a plane to go out there. Hey, when I'm 65 years old, I don't want to do that. I, I'm, I'm going to be done. I'm going to be on a playa somewhere in Peru, surfiando, comiendo ceviche. You know, I'm just, I'm just going to be surfing and eating ceviche. So I, at a certain age, you know, I just don't want to do that stuff anymore. But right now I'm still young enough to, to go out and get after it physically. So I'm all about deeds right now, baby. That's, that's awesome. That's kind of like the way to, to grow the wealth. And then the yes. means are kind of the way to just keep it going, right? Like let's work. It. Yeah. At a certain point, I don't want to have properties, right? I don't, I don't want to work that hard anymore. I, I want the, I want the income to be more passive. Right. So for a new pe a new person that wants to do this, they want to start, let's say they have, you know, $10,000 they want to invest. What should they expect in a year of doing this? Uh, seriously right like if they want to really like are they going to be getting a couple of deals a year are they going to be able to get I know results are going to be different but what do you see as an average of uh, somebody when they start and do it seriously let me tell you about uh, Martin Salazar okay Martin Salazar he's from Los Angeles he is a student of mine he took some of his money some of that ten thousand dollars or whatever he had and he invested in a mentorship with me Okay, he invested in my program. 
and then he took the balance. And in the last 60 days, he's purchased 28 properties. And he did, for, he bought 28 properties for less than $10,000. That's amazing. He got some of his properties for 50 bucks of back taxes. Now, on those $50 deals, he has to pay for the foreclosure still. He, because the state that he did this in, he has to finish the foreclosure. So he has 28 properties. He's got to spend the money on the foreclosure. So all in about $10,000, he's going to own. If, if he doesn't get them all through foreclosure, let's say he ends up owning 20 properties. 20 properties for $10,000. How's he doing? Amazing. That's, that's $500 a property. Right. But right. when you're saying property, are you talking about the tax deeds? He'll, he'll end up with the deed to the property on 20 of these things and be around $500 a property, right? Um, at $500 a property uh, times 20 properties, if he sells them all, and let's say each one of them has a contract for a hundred bucks, a hundred bucks on 20, he's got $2,000 a month coming in that he doesn't work for. $2,000 a month, there's your house payment free. Your house just became free, right? And he didn't. And maybe your maybe your house and your car is now free, <laughs> and he didn't have to swing any hammers. And he did that with ten thousand dollars in one in in two months. Well, it, it's it's not two months. It, he bought them in, in two months, but by the time he goes through the rest of the foreclosure and comes out the other side and gets them sold, call it a year. It, so in one year, he took ten thousand dollars and turned it into two thousand dollars a month for for the next ten years. So $2,000 a month for 10 years is $200,000, right? $200,000 from $10,000. I, I submit to you that Martin Salazar, and uh, he's, again, he's just a student that came through uh, at a transition point in life. He came to me when he was recently unemployed. And he said, I've got a limited amount of money and I need to make it grow. What do you recommend? I said, First of all, first thing I recommend is don't ever have a job again. So we need, we need to, congratulations, you're in a good place in life where most people are scared. He's talking to me about what do I do? How do I grow my, what the little bit of money I have left? How do I grow it? So, so I'm going to finish with this. Um, fear and faith. If, you, if those of you who know me, you know, I, I, I am. 100% a Christian man, and I do not shy away from it. And, and it doesn't mean that I don't work with people who aren't Christians. Uh, in fact, I work with people who are agnostic and atheist. The reality is I'm Christian, and I'm going to teach you a principle to finish with. Fear and faith cannot inhabit the same vessel. You cannot be a fearful person and live abundantly. It, it just doesn't work. So Mart Martin Salazar, he said to me, you know what? I'm going to live abundantly. I'm going to live in hope. I'm going to live in faith, expected to be able to, to succeed. And he spoke of success. He studied success. And I'm not the first person to tell him this. He's had mentors and training. He's gone to seminars. He's done he podcasts and all of that. And I'm not the reason that he's successful. He's the reason he's successful. He kept pouring in good things into that brain of his. And I truly believe that that young man is on his way to being a multimillionaire because he, of what he's pouring into his brain. And, and some of that's me and some of that's people like you. And um, so 
thank you for doing good. Thank you for putting a podcast together to, to, to keep inspiring people to be better, do better, have better, because we can. This world is meant to make, this world, we're, we're designed to be happy. And too many people just are living in fear and they can't find their happiness. Yeah, no, th thank you for, for coming to the show and, and sharing all this with people because, you know, the, one of the reasons that I started the podcast is was because, you know, it took me eight years to realize that I could do things in a better way instead of like buying one property and waiting to save for the down payment, you know, new strategies. And the goal of this podcast is to share those strategies with people that are starting so they don't, you know, spend eight years when they could have done it in a year. Um, so, you know, thank you for being here and, you know, we're going to put uh, a Calendly link on the, on the podcast notes so that you can contact Jason directly and you can ask him questions, get a free um, uh, consultation yeah. with him. I'll tell you, my, my schedule fills up quickly, guys. And, and, and if you, you know, if you got to wait a week or two to be able to have a, a 30 minute call with me, please understand, I, I'm kind of semi-retired. I live in a, I live in Las Vegas. I live I live in a place where I go surfing as much as I can four hours away. I play pickleball every single day. And those are things, you know, and then time with my wife, those things that I don't miss, but I, I have in my calendar time to talk to a limited number of you. We'll fill up quickly. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. And if you, you are enjoying this podcast, uh, make sure to subscribe to the channel and to uh, follow us on, on all social media, Facebook, um, Instagram, LinkedIn, everywhere. Se fue increíble. Gracias. Un bye bye. De nada. Bye. This was Real Estate Deal Closers with Annette Tali, brought to you by Tali Investments. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. Our goal is to provide amazing value on your real estate journey. Connect online at www.taliinvestments.com where you can find this episode and more. Did you like this episode? Subscribe, like, and share.